the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group, the show that helps teach you how to make the right moves with regard to investment planning, tax savings, and estate protection. Are you ready to better understand the financial chaos? Here's your host, Tom Fortino. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to This Week in Wealth. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always call us at 630-934-1855. That's 630-934-1855. You can go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. All kinds of information. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can sign up for some of our classes. You can send me a question. You can, you know, whatever. Anyway, we want to be a resource for you. We've got a lot to get into today, as we do every week. You know, that's my goal. I want to give you items and ideas. Of course, I can't do all the retirement planning on one show. As I've said before, it's not about one thing. It's not about growing a pile of money and picking at it. It's not about buying a product. It's really about five things. And you know my mantra, right? Having an income plan, income that will last a lifetime, Social Security, pensions, maybe annuities, income that comes in regardless of age, income that comes in regardless of the market. Can you, can you say I have that in place? or at least as close as possible. Secondly, do you have a tax plan? We're going to get into all of these things today. Actually, I'm almost, I think I'm going to touch on just about every one of these. The second piece of your plan is tax planning. What are you doing to minimize taxes? Are you doing Roth IRA contributions, 401ks, HSAs that you have till the end of the year? I'm going to get into some of these end of year things. I know I've been beating that drum for a while, but it's worth beating because I bet you some of you haven't acted on it. You have till the end of the year to do Roth conversions, Roth, um, I'm sorry, maxing out your 401k, uh, which could be Roth 401k. We want to position ourselves. Required minimum distributions, which I'll be making some points here. So please listen to that too. Required minimum distributions. So why are you doing the tax plan? What about investment planning? Man, this market's crazy. It's up, it's down. It was high as 20%. I'm talking about the S&P. It was low as 10%. Now it's rallied back. Last year it was down. Over the last two years, it's been negative. What's your investment plan? We want to talk about that too. And then finally, no, not finally, the fourth piece is your asset protection plan. You can have a great income plan. You can have a good investment plan. You can have minimized taxes. But what happens if a spouse passes away? Well, a Social Security is uh, goes away. A pension can be reduced. What does your plan say, right? Uh, what happens if there's a long-term illness? Now you got to come out of pocket if you don't have any protection there. And then you get to the estate and legacy piece. What have you done? Do you have powers of attorney, living trusts? Assets that control your, 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 your um, or I should say documents that control your assets today, but also protect it down to your children and grandchildren. We're going to talk a little bit about that, too. I want to get into those aspects. So we're going to cover a lot today. Getting into the market, as I said, we'll talk about some end-of-year stuff. So you want to stick around. Let me just dig right in. And then, of course, I'll offer some information because um, I can't get into all of these things in the time that we have today. But... So let's talk about this. The first thing is I wanted to get into is end of year stuff, a couple of these things. You know, I had some meetings this week and there were some questions and I think it's helpful. You know, first of all, required minimum distributions. You're in two, well, there's two 
potential um, groups that need to take a required minimum distribution. And by the way, if you do not take it by December 31st, there is a 25% penalty. So the required minimum distribution, and by and, and let me make other, one other comment. When we talk about this required minimum distribution, it's, it's certainly a problem for those people that don't need it, right? And I come across this so often. The idea is you got to take out a certain amount. That's why required is in that RMD. When you hear RMD required, or you'll be massively penalized. To me, I think that's a huge penalty. Um, and so it, you pay the tax on it, whatever the tax rate is, right? And you know the rules when I talk about pulling money out of these accounts. Uh, <clears throat> you pay the tax, whatever the tax rate is. It could uh, cause more of your Social Security to be taxable. Absolutely. Um, because it's used in that calculation. It could cause more of your Medicare premium to go up based on IRMA, right? The income-related monthly amount. Monthly maintenance amount. Uh, it could also impact other things, net investment income. That's another tax. So we want to be clear about this. Um, how do we try to minimize those? I will get into that. But my point is when you look at required minimum distributions, again, if you're over 70 to 72 or older, by the way, it's going up to 73 next year. So you do not need to take distribu- distributions at 73. And oh, by the way, in 2033, if you're, uh, so I think you have to be about 60, uh, 64 or younger today. In 2033, it goes up to 75. And oh, by the way, it can all change, but that's the rules today. So starting next year, you don't have to take required distributions until 73. It is based on a uniform table. There's not a percentage. So I know people say, what percent? There is no percent. It's a uniform table. You divide by 27.5. The first 27.4 the first year. The second year, you divide by 26.5. The next year, you divide by 25.6, and the number keeps going down. So you're dividing by a smaller and smaller number, which the idea is you're going to have to take out more. So my point is we need to understand that um, if, you're, if you inherited an IRA, which, by the way, if you inherit an IRA um, and you're a non-spouse beneficiary, you do not have spousal rollover privileges. And so this is another thing to be aware of in the estate planning piece of it. A non-spouse beneficiary cannot take ownership of a retirement account, IRA, 401k. Prior to 2019, you were required to take minimum distributions over your lifetime. So if you inherited an IRA prior to 2019, you also need to take a required minimum distribution before the end of this year. But I just, just wanted you to be clear on these required distributions. Also, if you are taking a required distribution, as I said, it is true, um, you do have to uh, pay the tax. Um, you do have to take it out. However, you can do qualified charitable contributions. I had a meeting with someone this week, and they do some significant contributions. I don't know if it was St. Jude or American Heart Association, wherever it might be. You can direct some of those funds. So if you have a $10,000 minimum distribution and you put 5000 towards, you're not going to pay tax on it. So think about that. Um, also, maybe think about selling certain positions you've been thinking about trimming also when you do these. So you can be somewhat strategic about the RMD. Um, and as you've heard me say more uh, many times, there is no required minimum distribution on Ross. And even if there was, it's tax-free. So let's not let's do some things, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. But let me offer this um, end-of-year planning packet. And I do also want to offer the retirement planning guide um, that gets into some of these ideas so you can start to do some planning um, you know, also understand what you have. To, you have the end of, until the end of the year, do the Roth conversions, which I'll talk about in a second. RMDs, um, you know, uh, maxing out the 401k, setting up an HSA, offsetting gains and losses. If you have losses, if you don't take them before the end of the year, you can't use those. Charitable contributions, gifting to children, 
All of this is in there. So I want to offer that into your planning packet along with our retirement planning guide. But this is where we can start to do some things and do this every year. That's why I said uh, I want to get this out to you uh, and so you can take a look at it. It's almost like your checklist. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. I'm confident you are going to find some things on this that you'll be able to do that will make a difference. And you know what else it'll do? You're going to become more aware of, of, of as you read through this and you start to take action on these things. Okay? Become more acquainted. You know I'm a big fan of getting organized. So I would offer that. that uh, I Again, I want to offer the overall five pillars to your retirement plan that I talked about what I like to call your uh, retirement roadmap, but also this end of year planning. And you can use this, as I said, um, going into next year as well. Um, let me uh, let me talk about one other aspect of this, which kind of, again, falls into end of year, but this was a meeting I had with these individuals. And they said, okay, they, had, they were in a camp where they had to take required distributions. Now, I always say when you come in, throw everything in a box because we'll go through it. They brought in their tax returns. So I was able to take out their tax returns and I looked at their taxable income. So I want to be clear on something here. You know, and it's important to understand this. I've said it before, knowing your marginal tax brackets, right? And we, you probably hear this on other shows. I know there's a lot of shows out there uh, similar. Well, not similar to ours. I, think, I like to think we're pretty unique. But um, so you hear some of these things. Um, you know, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, which was in 2017, will will end at the end of 2025. So you have the end of this year, then you have the next two years, 2024 and 2025. We don't know what's going to happen after that. So I'm not here to tell you tax rates are going to go up. But if nothing changes, the marginal tax brackets will go up. So this is why we want to take a look at doing some of these things. And so these individuals, I looked at their taxes, and they're, it's this filing joint. And, and then this is going to make another comment about required distributions. Why all these things can be a trap if we don't do things today. Um, their, their, their taxable income was 92000 Their gross income was over 100 But you have to keep in mind, you have a $27,700 standard deduction as a couple. It increases if you're over age 65. So their taxable income was 92000 Okay? It meant they're in the 22. Their first 90, roughly, was at 10 and 12%. But... The point was, they said, can we do Roth conversions? They didn't, they had enough income coming in. So I said, absolutely. So let's take a look at it. We talked about converting 30,000 and we may do that before the end of the year. And I said, let's at your tax bracket. You're in the 22% marginal tax bracket. Not my opinion. That's just a fact. Okay. You're in a nine, you're in a, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you're in a 22% tax bracket up to about 190,000. So if we can convert 30, simple math, Right. Their numbers, 22% of 30,000, right? 6,600. So I said, is it worth it for you to pay that today to move $30,000 into a Roth where you will never have required minimum distributions on it? In fact, it'll reduce your required minimum distributions going forward because you've drawn down the IRA. That money will be tax-free for the rest of your life. It'll be tax-free to you and tax-free to your children. Should you do it? Well, yeah, they liked it. So, okay, I'm a big fan of this. So my point is with the Roth conversion on top of the required minimum distributions, and but one more thing I should mention, um, required minimum distributions do not go down at the first death. So if a spouse passes away, okay, they still have to take out that same required minimum distribution. And here's the kicker, potentially. That $90,000 that I said was the bracket that you go up into the 22, it drops in half pretty much. Now at 45000 you're in a 22%. 
not 90. And so, you know, you, you could now have to pay even more taxes on the required distribution. Did I mention Ross don't have required minimum distributions? Yeah, I think I did. So my point is, though, what do we do? I, you know, um, what do we do about this? And should we consider some of these uh, Roth conversions? Um, I do have, again, a lot to get into. I want to get into the market as well and uh, some other things. Uh, but I'm just giving you some of these um, these questions. And the, and the other thing, um, you know, I, I met some people, again, this was last week. I probably had six, seven people I met with. We had these, well, almost everyone I meet with, we have these discussions. Um, you know, they were with someone, nothing, this is not, every, there are a lot of good people out there. By the way, I'm sorry, let me offer this again. The end of your planning report, the ideas on getting to tax-free, as well as the retirement planning guide that gets into the five pillars that we talk about, the retirement roadmap, the five steps to a stress-free retirement. I'm talking about pieces of it, and I'm going to get into other pieces of it. But um, I want, I don't, again, I don't want to lose sight of what does it mean to have a really, a, a, what I like to call a complete plan. 630-934-1855. I'll get you those ideas. In fact, I'm going to include this tax facts. I found this table. No, it shouldn't sound exciting. It gets into what the capital gains taxes, uh, the tax tables, the marginal tax bracket, Social Security tax. It's a great reference piece, too. I'll include that. Um, it's all about getting informed, getting organized, and understanding. Because if you can make informed decisions, know the rules, that's how you win the game. Okay? 630-934-1855. Let me extend it one more to one other point. If there's some areas I've talked about, and I'll make this offer, um, where there's a blind spot or you really want to understand, should I do a conversion before the end of the year? Should I, you know, where do I stand as it relates to my overall plan? Um, and you want help now? Give us a call. You can schedule a time to come in. You'll meet with me personally. You will walk out of there with a complete plan. We'll look at creating an income plan, income you can't outlive, minimizing taxes, start to put some things in place. Uh, we'll do a portfolio analysis on the investments. Look at your asset protection plan. Um, the estate planning, what does that look like? If you've done one, let's review it. Um, you'll walk out of there with a, with a plan. I would say at a minimum, you'll, well, first of all, you'll know where you stand. That's my opinion. And uh, at a minimum, I said you walk out of there with a number of ideas that will impact your your, your retirement plan your, for, for you and your family. I'm, I'm confident in that statement. So if you want to do that, 630-934-1855. It's, uh, it'll be fun. I think so. I think, uh, you know, minimizing taxes, uh, protecting assets, you know, all of those things can be fun. So we'll get into all that if you want to schedule a time. Anyway, I'm sorry. I was talking about the required minimum distributions, the Roth conversions, things that we should be um, considering. So I just, I just um, you know, this as I said, this other couple I met, younger, um, 60, 59, in that area. So they don't have required minimum distributions for many years. But guess what? We should start planning for them now. You see how we talk about forward tax planning? Now, the person that they're working with said they kind of poo-pooed, uh, for lack of a better word. He said, well, no, maybe not do the Roth conversion. I said, well, look, again, you know, we talked about the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, the sunsetting potentially of taxes in the future. I said, why don't we look at doing these? And said, I'm, I'm going to run an analysis for them, too, showing them with the Roth conversions. They have, they have a, they've done a great job saving. And I said, well, let's look at doing conversions. You know, you, you, you have a lot of runway here, right? Because while they're, uh, you know, again, we looked at their income. Their, their taxable income is about 22%. I said, you're at about 150. That means you have, a, you know, the 22% for the next 40,000 up to about 190. The 
24%, which is not a huge jump. It goes from 23 to 24. Don't want to discount taxes. It goes all the way to 364. So you have a lot of runway. You could start moving 100000 a year. And think of this. By the time, and only this was interesting, they were retired, but one was working part-time. So I said, why aren't you making Roth contributions? And so this was, again, just these meetings I have where I've never, I'm just the first time I met them. So we're going to look at doing some really solid planning. So now by the time they get to that point, the money is available to them tax-free. They'll never pay tax on it regardless, right? Roth versus traditional. There are no required minimum distributions. The tax rate on it is always zero. It's not used to determine how much of your Social Security is taxable. It goes to your spouse and children tax-free. You want to pay 22% today? Uh, okay. I'm, I mean, I think it's a good idea. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spend a ton of time on that, but I just wanted to talk to you about some of these meetings and the questions. You can still do Roth conversion at any age, at any time, in any amount. So I had individuals that are already taking their required distributions, and I still suggested, and we looked at it, and they liked it, doing Roth conversion. I had people that were... 14 years, well, in this case, 15 years away from a required distribution. I still said Rothkin, and in this case, it, it made sense for them. And there's other ideas we'll put into place, okay? So, you know, think about some of these things when it relates to your planning. And the other question they had, which I guess I'll touch upon this, they said, well, um, you know, if I move this money to a Roth, they had no Roths, both of them. They had zero money. <laughs> and I said, they said, well, can I, what, what can I buy in a Roth? And I, and I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't broach the subject, but it was a question. And so I explained to them, look, the difference is just think about it this way. What, you know, whether it's a, I, I usually break it down into three types of um, tax treatment after tax, right? The brokerage accounts, the, the um, well, the after tax brokerage accounts, your individual joint or trust account, your bank accounts, those are after tax. You get a 1099 every year. They're, you know, whatever, interest and dividends, you pay them every year, capital gains. Then you have tax deferred, your IRAs. And then you have tax-free, your Roth. So it's either after tax, tax deferred, or tax-free. You can own Apple stock in all three of those. You can own a CD in all three of those. The difference is the tax treatment. So you can own the same thing in any one of those pots. It's just what's the, a CD in an after-tax account, you'll pay the interest. A CD in a tax-deferred account, you won't pay the interest now, but you'll pay it at some time at whatever the tax rate is. And, of course, in a Roth, a CD, the, ta- the CD interest is tax-free, which is the best. <laughs> okay? But I just want to let you know, you know, you can own whatever you want in any one of these. Well, let's rephrase that. You can, you can own the same thing in any one of these three things. Just a point of clarification. But, you know, that's why when we talk about understanding where the taxes are, and as, a, as another aside, I'm going to talk about investments here in a little bit. I like to say keep most of the growth in the Roth. Why? Because it's tax-free. If most of my growth is in the IRA, number one, it means my required distributions will probably be higher. And oh, by the way, I got to pay tax on whatever that growth is. You got to, you have a stock in the, uh, I've talked about the Peter Thiel thing many times where he put his PayPal when it was worth only a few pennies, whatever it was. It was, a, it was not much in there. He put 1.7 million shares before it, you know, before it took off. And the Roth ended up being worth 5 billion. True story. It's crazy. Every penny was tax-free. Okay, I didn't want to spend all that time in that, but that's this end of year. So if you want that information, plus the retirement roadmap, plus the five pillars, or if you have a question, and one other thing, if you, if you, um, one, uh, <clears throat> let me just mention this. The other thing, which I'm going to talk about estate planning here in a little bit, keep in mind the Roth, unlike, mentioned, I mentioned you have to take money out of, uh, of, when you have an IRA, okay, either you're going to pay the tax during your lifetime, 
or your children are going to pay. Someone's paying the tax. Okay. Um, Ross, that's not true. It goes to your, your, uh, again, your, your, so when you think about doing a Roth conversion, it's not as simple as, well, I'm in a 22, I'm in a 12. That's part of it. But keep in mind, can it make me, can I get more of my social security tax free? Can it reduce um, potentially my Medicare premiums in the future? Um, but also it goes to your children tax free. Now the new rules are they have 10 years to take it out, but that's another 10 years where that can continue to grow tax free for them. See how this stuff works, and it can be part of your plan. I just, I just think uh, we want to keep think big picture on estate taxes. Income, I mean, on on how assets are inherited. And I'm going to spend more time on the whole estate planning in, in the next segment, and not just having the right documents in place, but then how to minimize taxes and, uh, on that as well, whether it's the estate tax, the capital gains tax, or income taxes. All right, there's ways to do that. Um, so as I said, I don't know if I offered that. I'm sorry. 630-934-1855 if you want the end of your planning report with the retirement planning guidance. And anything specific, as I said, just just ask. Say, hey, Tom, can you, you know, we'll call you back. If someone can't pick up, we call you right back. Um, and uh, we'll customize this stuff for you. I've got information on all of these things. That's what I believe. And so sometimes I know everybody's situation is unique, so I want to be helpful in that area. Okay, let me let me pivot into um, into this other um, part about Social Security. I had a client who, well, not, they didn't become, they're not a client yet, but anyway, they came into the to the to the to the uh, office, and one was retired, one wasn't, and they were asking about um, could the spouse who wasn't working take their Social Security and not pay a penalty because um, you know there's a penalty. Um, Prior to uh, prior to full retirement age, right? So when we take a look at Social Security, sixty two is the earliest you can take it. So this was a question: Is there a penalty? Sixty two is the earliest you can take it. Once you hit full retirement age, which is between sixty six and sixty seven, we don't want it gets a little. If you're born in nineteen sixty or later, your full retirement age is sixty seven. Okay, and then you can defer it all the way to seventy. It grows by eight percent per year as long as you delay it, right? So there'd be a difference. Of you know, from age sixty-five to seventy, it could be a ten, twelve thousand dollar a year difference. And um, but if you try, I had this question. Someone called me one time before. I said, "Well, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm sixty-two. Can I take it?" In fact, my sister asked a few years ago, a year ago or so, and I said, "Well, you're still working. No, you won't get any of it because there's a penalty. The penalty works this way: if you make for every dollar you make over twenty-one thousand two hundred and forty dollars, okay." Um, they take away 50 cents of Social Security. So if you're $20,000 over that, they're going to penalize Social Security by 10000 basically half of whatever you exceed that amount. So even if you're, you're eligible at 62, if you're still working, forget about it, you know, right? But once you hit full retirement age, these are milestones that we want to be aware of. Once you hit full retirement age, you can, um, you can, you can make as much. The penalty goes away completely, not the taxes, Social Security can still be taxed unless everything's in a Roth, then you get it tax-free. But uh, I just want you to be aware of how that works. So there's a claiming strategy with Social Security. What do I do to try to get the cumulative lifetime benefits? And then what do I do to try to get most of it tax-free? I'll get into that a little more in the next side. We don't have a lot of time here but uh, before the break. But um, the answer to the question was he had asked me, his wife and his wasn't working. She was 63 or 64, so she wasn't full retirement age. So I just wanted to be clear on the rules. So there's a penalty if you make two, but she wasn't working. 
He said, yeah, but I'm working. I said, it doesn't matter about your earned income. It matters about your spouse's earned income. So the answer to that was if one of the spouses is retired and they are not working, there's no penalty for taking Social Security even before full retirement age. Okay, I hope that was clear. This government stuff, you know, it just gets so crazy. I want to spend a little more time on this on the other side, the income planning and the Social Security. And so you understand, I want you to understand these rules. Right now, we talked about required distributions. We talked about Roth conversions. We're talking about Social Security. Really, it's about having these five pieces in place. These are pieces of it. And certainly, there are ideas here, but it doesn't have to be as com- that complicated if you understand the rules. Because once you understand them, and I say, this is, these are the numbers, you can make a decision. So if you want this packet of information, the end of your planning ideas, get in the retirement planning guide, the five steps to a stress-free retirement, or you want to schedule time to come in and see me, we'll run an analysis for you. 630-934-1855, um, coming back, we're going to get into, I want to talk about what's going on in the market. It's crazy. The whole world is, is insane, but we'll talk about specifically about the stock market. I do want to talk a little bit again more about the estate planning, um, your estate planning. Uh, you listen to Tom Fortino on the Alpha Wealth Hour here on AM560, The Answer. Wealth Hour. I'm your host, Tom Fortino, principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always give us a call, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. You can also go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. That's alphawealthgroup.com. We had, we had a little intro up there by Rush. I actually saw them many years ago, believe it or not, at Joe Louis Arena in Detroit. I'm originally from Michigan, so that that is no longer standing. I think these stadiums, they, they're obsolete within 20 years, although that was getting a little old. But anyway, that's where the Red Wings played. Don't get mad if you're a Blackhawks fan. <clears throat> anyway, um, today we're covering, you know, um, a number of things. I try to give specific ideas, give you rules, and so you can make informed decisions. We spent some time on required minimum distributions. I've had some meetings this this week about it. Either you're in the camp where you have to take them. Are there ways that you can minimize the tax on them? Qualified charitable contributions, you can. They will not become taxable. Um, you know that's a tax deductible at that point. Um, and then uh, if you're not taking them, how do we try to minimize them? Well, we do some things to get more money into tax free because Ross do not have required minimum distributions and they're tax free. There's many more benefits to it too, but this is on the tax planning piece. Um, I did talk a little bit and I got into the um, the other part of those five pieces or five pillars is your income plan. Um, you know, we talked about a little bit about Social Security. I'm going to spend a few more minutes on this and then I want to talk about another piece, is, which, is your, which is your investments or are your investments. But, you know, Social Security had that, you, you know, I'm sure you heard about it again because these airwaves, a lot of times there's a lot of people talking on this stuff. But um, the COLA increase for uh, Social Security last Last year, I think it was 8.7. The year before, it was 5.9. Well, it came down to 3.2% this year. 
And so that's going to be added on to your, um, by the way, if you, if you, your social security, you're not taking it, there's an 8% delayed retirement credit. If you wait, you know, every year it goes and it ticks up by two thirds, roughly two thirds of a percent every month. So if you wait two months, you're going to get, you know, basically one and one third. It, it eventually gets to, it gets to 8% cumulatively, but I just want you to know, you don't have to wait a year to get the 8% delayed with credit. But in this case, you would have 8% on, and 3.2% on top of that, just so you know. That's in addition to the 8%. They're two different things. But, um, you know, so understand uh, uh, the Social Security claiming strategies. That's one of the things we do when someone comes in. I do a Social Security analysis. It may not be the decision, and I've said before, there's no perfect decision. The general rules are, um, you know, that the higher benefit is typically the one you're going to defer. Maybe sometimes you split the difference if they're, if they're about the same. So let's say you and your spouse's Social Security is about the same. Maybe one starts at 67 and the other one waits till 70. You know, again, no perfect answer. A lot of this stuff is probability, but, you know, the risk isn't, uh, again, Lawrence Kotlikoff, I'm a fan of his, uh, wrote the book on Social Security, um, you know, as he like to say, the risk isn't dying, the risk is living. So we want to make sure we have this income um, and make a, a good decision on our Social Security. And uh, and so these are things to consider. But that's part of it. And that's only one piece of your um, – I think we, we really want to be careful. Because think about that. If you had a 40 – and it mentioned SSA.gov. You want to find out your benefits. I've talked about being organized. Just on your income planning piece alone, I have the income planning – kit I'd use. I have, it's the budgets, the worksheets. It also has an area where you include all your um, different sources of income. I know pensions are not as common, but that again is an income that's defined as an income, right? The biggest fear among retirees is outliving income. Of course, you know, you don't want to be full of life, 82 full of life and out of money. It just, that's just not a good place to be, or you got to watch every penny. Um, so if you could have a paycheck coming in every month, we talk a lot about income planning. Again, I know this in this industry it's talked about. Want to minimize taxes on it. What if you could get most of it tax-free? But the claiming strategy on Social Security, you know, if, if you look at your SSA, you may have $60,000, $70,000 between you and your spouse if you're married or if you're, you're single, whatever, 40000 a year. These are pretty important things to know. And this is why we should be doing more planning on these stuff and getting organized. Um. But that's just one example. We talk about that. Um, the other thing is, um, and I've talked about, your pension. Contact your pension provider. Find out what yours is. I met with a couple this week. He had taken 100% survivor benefit, the husband had, which was good. That means if he passes away, the pension continues. Now, he had to take a haircut on that. He took a reduced benefit. But these are all sources of income. So if, 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 the other thing to look at, and I've talked about them before, is annuities. I'm not pro or con. I'm an investment advisor rep. We do active money management, also life insurance license. But um, I just, I just, the, you know, it's a little disheartening because people always have opinions. Forget the opinions. You know, I mean, they're not good. They're not bad. But they're certainly, they do, they do fall in the definition of, uh, the definition of a guaranteed lifetime income. I can say that. I'm allowed. Compliance-wise, I can say that because that's what they offer. Okay. In other words, you could set up your plan. Um, you know, I've used the example before. If you had five hundred thousand dollars, all right, in an IRA, and you said, okay, and this was the example with a couple age sixty. You want to take a look at this because these numbers do change. But I'm just giving this as an example. Okay. Um, you know, a couple age sixty. If you had five hundred thousand dollars, you said, okay, we're going to retire at sixty-five. Could you pull 
almost $45,000 a year off that for the rest of both your lives. Could you? I don't know. Maybe, but it's not guaranteed. And so you can use these with IRAs, with Ross. You can put the, you can invest the funds in them. By the way, the account doesn't go away. It's still invested. It could still grow. It's still in, in certain investments. But the difference is between that, there's other differences, but I'm just saying the bigger difference is it provides a guaranteed income stream. Is that, is that um, something that would be appealing to you? Um, you know, in this example, you would get almost $45,000 a year for the rest of both of your lives. It's not a probability. It's a guarantee, right? So $45,000 for the rest of both of your lives. So couple that with, let's say your Social Security is 70000 Now you're at 115000 of lifetime income. That's a pretty good thing to know coming in. And if one spouse passes away, the higher Social Security stays with the surviving spouse. And then this would continue to pay. So now you have two, two out of three income sources will continue for both of your lives, right? And then we can look at parts of the asset protection piece. Do you have life insurance in place? I've come across a couple people this week, so I'll make a comment on life insurance. Now we're in the asset protection piece. Right? We're talking about income, but how do we protect the income? How do we minimize taxes on the income? This is why when I say being complete, not about one thing, because you could have one of these events occur, unfortunately, spouse passes away, a social security goes away, a pension is reduced or whatever there may be, you're in a higher tax bracket. Um, term insurance. Now, I'm not pro, or again, I'm insurance licensed, but keep in mind, it's a term. It runs down, usually at the end of that term, it's called guaranteed renewable. You can keep it, but the, you know you may be paying two thousand a year for a half a million dollar policy. Then at the end of the term, now you're sixty five, and now it's like, oh, you can keep it, but now it's twenty five thousand a year. Do you want to keep it? Well, most most people it just ends. So a couple quick comments on insurance. Take a look at at some of the insurance you own. This is why when I talk about getting organized, and I offer the asset organizer because there's areas on there where you have to put what your insurance is, who are the beneficiaries, how is it set up. It's a worksheet that I can send you. And I'll include it in this packet, by the way. But if you do that, that's one of the takeaways from today's show. You get organized and you fill this out. Do it on the computer. I can email it to you. You can update it and change it. It automatically calculates everything. You'll know what the value of your accounts are, your net worth, how they're titled, who are your beneficiaries, what's your life insurance coverage. Didn't want to get off on track. But I'm going to offer that in a second with the uh, complete retirement packet. This is, let's start, get, let's start being proactive. Let's start taking advantage. We're getting bombarded by a lot of things. But the life insurance, I always suggest one, typically. One is buy it outside of your company. Because if you're working for a company and you leave that company, in many cases, it's gone. You're done. And what if you're uninsurable? So a private, get a private uh, life insurance. They're using that much of a difference in price. That would be, and then consider the type of policy you're getting. Do you want a term policy or do you want a permanent policy? Now, obviously, the permanent policies are going to be more expensive. But you can get what's called a guaranteed universal life. Those are typically have a lower premium, but they will last your lifetime. They do not go away in the premiums level. Look at some of these things. In addition to that, they can provide a long-term care benefit inside that policy where you can use the death benefit. You see what we're doing here? I mean, this is what it's about, being complete. I got income coming in. Make a good claiming strategy. I may use an annuity, whatever it might be. I make a good decision on my pension. There's my income piece. I'm minimizing taxes because I'm doing the Roth conversions. I'm doing Roth contributions, whatever it may be, HSAs. Um, and then I've, I'm, I'm going to go to the investment. So I got a, a smart investment plan that I can stick with. And then, uh, and then I'm protecting the assets in the event of uh, something unfortunate. And then I've got the right documents, a place to control those investments during my lifetime and down to my children and grandchildren. 
We got a plan. If you want that whole plan with the end of year, because I talked about that earlier and those ideas, if you want something specific, I'll include the asset organizers in those, in this table. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. If you want to come in and meet with me, we'll do this. There's no cost obligation. I'm an informal guy, right? And so we'll go through all this. We'll uncover some things, I bet. Um, and as I said, you'll, not only will we test your plan based on your goals and you'll know where you stand. Hey, you may find out, and I've done this before, I'll test someone's plan. I'll say, you know, you, you can actually, your plan will support even a higher income. Or you can retire a little earlier. These are all good things to know. You can continue to work. Um, so this is this is what we do too. So uh, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855, or if you just have a question. Okay, let me talk about the market real quick before I forget. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, a lot is going on. You know, earnings are starting to come out. Some have beat, you know, some of these banks have beat, um, you know, whatever on the earnings. Um side of it, Netflix and Tesla came out and so on. We can look at these. Overall, the S&P, they're forecasting it's going to be down year, year over year, even though it's great. Hey, it's great. Um, but earnings are down. Yeah, but they beat estimates. Yeah, but the estimates are down. I don't know. Some of this stuff gets very frustrating. The point about it is, you know, what I want, there's a couple points I want to make. I'm not going to say, hey, buy this stock, buy that stock. That's not what it's about. It's about having an income plan you can stick with. Right. There's a lot of noise. I played this thing the other day at CNBC. One, I mean, I've watched it before. One guy will be on or one gal and the next day, next minute, the, you know, they're saying this, this market, hey, we got a great jobs report. This market's going to keep going. Things look good. Um, yeah, we might go into small recession, but it's going to be a, a, a short one. Um, you know, we're solid. The next person says, yeah, wow, we're going to have to see a 20 percent correction. The debt is way off the charts and so on. And it's like, if you listen to this stuff every day, and I have it on my office, of course, but, you know, I take certain things with a grain of salt, and these are good people, but, boy, is that a lot of noise. And then, you know, I've used the phrase before, and some people have quoted me, <laughs> back to me, oh, you, it's not mine. Eugene Fama, who was a University of Chicago professor, was Nobel Prize winning economist. He said, your investments are like a bar of soap, right? The more you touch them, the smaller they get. And so we want to be careful. Look, I'm not saying you can't make adjustments. Things have changed, obviously, interest rates. So let's talk a little bit about that. A lot of times when you look under the hood, we've seen the average investor usually underperforms, right? So when we talk about the market, understand the differences. The S&P is 500 stocks. It's cap-weighted, right, which means the market cap. Apple, you know, a little under $3 trillion company, the biggest company in the world, that moves the market a lot more than GM does, which is, you know, worth $40 billion. I'm not exactly sure it's around there. And, you know, and then you got a company worth $3, billion, $3 trillion or Microsoft worth $2 trillion or more. You know, that price move is going to have a bigger impact. On the Dow, okay, it's price-weighted. So guess what the large – so when Apple's at 175 it's not going to move the market as much as guess what the highest uh, price uh, stock on the uh, stock market is. United Health. So they move, they're highly correlated. If you look at a chart, they move, it's just the magnitude and what they move in, right? So the Dow may be up 3% where the SP is up 13 and that can flip. Last year, the Dow outperformed. Anyway, I didn't mean to get too deep into that, but I just want you to understand when you start looking at what you own, do you own value? Do you own growth? On the equity side, it can be pretty straightforward. And then if you want to own some individual stocks in the Roth, um, or whatever. But again, I like to have more growth in the Roth. Now, I think the market, 
I, there's a lot of head ones. I'm concerned, you know, I'm not saying you abandon the market. Cause remember what I said, no one's going to tap you on the shoulder and tell you when to get back in. This is where we start to really, really hurt ourselves. But on the fixed side, certainly, you know, but know what you own. You look at these target date funds. I'll give an example or the asset allocation, asset allocation pie charts. Okay. Um, there could be issues there. You want to see what you own. The target date funds, this is my opinion, are very heavy international. Take a look at the holdings. Go to Yahoo Finance. It's a free service. They actually are pretty good. Go to Yahoo Finance. Put in the ticker for your target date fund. You may find 70% of it's in stock. Um, equities, 30% is in fixed. But of that 70%, 30% in international. They have, again, this is my opinion, very high levels of international. Do you want that? Look under the hood. This is what we do. Okay. On the fixed side, bonds, I mean, this Bloomberg over the last, well, I can tell you the aggregate bond index over the last two years is down 17%. Do you still own bonds? Do you want to own bonds? You can get a fixed money markets over five. Well, I mean, again, got to check on it every day, 5%, get a CD. You can buy them in your brokerage accounts. So maybe I want to take a part of my fixed and just own fixed. Again, bonds can, you can have capital appreciation on the bonds. The argument is, Interest rates, the Fed's going to pivot and change interest rates, inverse relationships. So, you know, the 30-year bond, I think it was in Bloomberg, was down 50% because, the again, we don't need to get too deep into this. But my point is, you know, these asset allocation models, if you're 40% of fixed is all bonds, maybe you don't want that, right? I've talked about putting some fixed in there. Maybe if you're 40%, maybe 20% is in bonds because you could have capital appreciation on a bond. But then maybe you want to put 10% in just a fixed. I, I'm happy with my 5%. Yeah, maybe it won't go up if interest rates drop, but I know I'm going to get 5% and it's principal protected, right? And then maybe I can use some other strategies. I think you've heard the other people talk about these. I use them. They're called structured notes, okay? I use these in the fixed piece of portfolios. You know, the prevailing rates recently, and again, they changed month to month, was about 9.5%. Yes, there's a yield. You have to really understand how these work, but you're getting 9.5%. It's a much higher yield. There's some risk because there's some underlying indexes. But now we're creating a portfolio we can stick with. Emotions and moving things is one of the biggest detriments. So my, I guess what I'm saying is without, uh, I just want to talk about that investment part. Have a smart investment plan you can stick with. I know it's cliche, but it's time in the market, not timing. You cannot time the market. Nobody can time the market. Now, can you do things on the periphery? Can you make adjustments? I mentioned now that because of interest rates have changed so dramatically, there's probably some changes you want to make it on your fixed, right? Um, where, especially if you're near in retirement, how vulnerable are you? Think about it. The last two years, all three indexes, the Dow, the NASDAQ, and the S&P. NASDAQ is, did, really has done the best this year because it's 50% technology. Again, and then understand the indexes that you own. But all three are down over the last two years. They're all negative over the last two years. So imagine if you had retired two years ago and you started pulling money out and it was down, it's been down. That means your account is not only down because of the market, but it's down because you pulled money out. Let's say you pulled $50,000 out for the last two years out of a million dollars. You've drawn out a hundred. And by the way, you have to maybe draw out more because of taxes. And then it's down another 10%, right? You're two years out of retirement. That hundred or that million may be down to eight. I'm just giving examples. Could be down to 850 or 800. Is that a problem? Could be. That's why we talk about having an income plan. So I, I hope what I'm saying is giving you some, you know, is, is, is providing some thought as to, okay, maybe I want to revisit my plan and understand what I have. So let me do this. I'm going to offer the information again. And then if you want to come in, we go through all of this. 
you know, talking about creating an income plan, talking about this, we'll do a portfolio analysis. We may uncover things you were totally unaware of, but at a minimum, as I said, I'll get the information out to you. Um, that gets into these ideas. I mentioned the end of year stuff. That stuff you can do now. You have a couple months. Okay, then you start to, you, you just, it's the journey of a thousand miles begins with a few steps, but we start to be proactive. We get organized. I want to offer the tools, the asset organizers. The Then the, once you get that is, okay, now I can start this roadmap, this planning piece, and we'll get that out to you. And then if you want to come in, we'll do a personal customized plan. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855 to get the information um, that you want. If you want some information on some specifics, like I talked about on some of the investment side um, and these ideas, um, you know, we can do that. So uh, we'll get that out to you too. But if you want to schedule a time, um, we'll do that. But I'll send out the worksheets. Um, you can really put a plan. This is, this, these are the tools to really do a plan by yourself, I think, you know, because there's the information on all these pieces and then how they piece together. And you can see there's a lot of overlap, right? As I said, the cornerstone of this first step, well, let me take a step back there. Um, the biggest thing is um, is um, is getting organized, right? Because when I talk about, you know, on every level, organized because you know what your income sources are. Do you know what your Social Security benefits are? Do you know what your pension is? If you called your pension provider, do you know what your income needs are? That's just that piece. That's getting organized in that. Taxes. Do you know what your taxable income is? What is your marginal tax bracket? Do you know these things? Because that's how you make informed decisions. Your investments. Do you know what you own? Do you know what how much is in equities and how much is in fixed? And then what's in each one of those pieces? And then how close are you to retirement? What makes sense? An investment plan you can stick with. Again, it's that moving back and forth, right? The bar of soap. The more you handle it, the smaller it gets. Um. And then the asset protection piece. God forbid these things happen. I sometimes call it, say these things, these, 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 these problems are asleep. You know, um, do you have a life insurance policy? I know it's not fun, but um, anyway, those are things to think about. And that's why I offer this packet. I did want to, we don't have a lot more time. I'm sorry. I want to talk about estate tax, estate plan a little bit and estate taxes. You know, the point is to, uh, that's all part of this, um, this packet and the information, I, you know, we do a lot of it. We have an attorney that does the estate planning. Um, I had some people come in uh, just the other day. I referenced them earlier, but their estate is over $4 million. And so that means they could potentially expose, be exposed to estate tax in Illinois. It's $4 million per person. All right. So when you have an – when you have – and then they didn't have a trust in place, so we're going to probably help them put a trust in place. I noticed their accounts were titled joint. And I said, do you have a trust? They said, well, no. I said, well, you know, because sometimes if you have a trust and you don't retitle the accounts in the trust, your bank accounts, you have brokerage accounts that are joint titled, they're not in your trust. And so um, they need to be retitled. Your deed to your home should say the Bob and Smith, Bob and Gene Smith Trust, right? The bank accounts say the Bob and Gene, Gene Smith Trust. You have a brokerage account. And so um, also $4 million, they don't have a trust. The trust also can preserve your exemption. So if they were to pass away, and then the you know typical it's un- unlimited marital deduction. So you know your estate could be worth a hundred million. There's no estate tax at the first desk because everything goes to the spouse. The problem is now what? Well, you've lost one of the exemptions. So their estate was probably a little over five million. And I said the problem is if you pass away, you know men go first. So of course I pointed to the man, but it goes to the wife. Okay, now she's got five million. Hey, no problem, no estate tax. But then if it goes to the children, um. 
they're going to owe the state taxes. By the way, in the state of Illinois, if you go over four million, if you go to four million and one dollar, they go back and claw in some of the four million. <laughs> that's a that's not like the federal estate tax exemption. They don't go back. Uh, but um, you know, now she, the five million's in her pot. She passes away. There's only one exemption left. The children are going to owe on the because it's five million. It's a million over. So they're going to have to give they may have to give hundreds of thousands of dollars to the government. Right. And then on the IRAs, that's all income tax in addition to the estate tax. If it's not in a Roth and then, you know, there's potential capital gains if you don't put uh, if you title. That's why we talk about making sure the assets are inherited because you get a step up in cost basis. Anyway, this is that other piece of it, preserving the estate, having the documents in place to do that. So then when they do the trust, they're going to preserve both their exemptions. Right. And also any assets that flow through that trust, they have a home in Michigan which, by the way, they are exposed to probate. And if you have homes in, in other states and you don't have a trust, your family can be exposed to probate in multiple states. So now that solves that problem, right? Um, this is all part of it. Anyway, sorry, I didn't. I might have given a little more into that, but we just run out of time. That's how it works. So with that in mind, if you want this information, you want something specific on estate planning, if you want something specific that I've talked about in income tax investments, or we can just send you the whole packet which is the overall retirement planning guide, five simple steps to a stress-free retirement, the asset organizers. We'll get it out to you. We'll get you started and the end of your planning because we got to get going on that too. Uh, just give us a call. And if you want to schedule a time, you can ask at the same time when you call in for the information. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed the show. We're back every week at 9 a.m. You listen to Tom Fortino and the Alpha Wealth Hour. Everyone have a blessed week and let's get to work. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products or services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc. The Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group. For more information about anything you heard on the show, call 800-748-3185. That's 800-748-3185. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.